0: Going on, good people. It is Friday night. It is 10:08 here on the East Coast. That means it is time for Smack Talk here in the Sports Kita Wrestling Facebook channel and the Wrestle Binge by sports SportsKita YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for joining myself, Dutch Mantel SP3. The gang is back together again after I had to miss last week due to shoot job work uh, uh Obulate What's the word I'm looking? Obligation. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. I've been up since three, and this uh, already, I got fog brain. That's why. No, no.
2: Sid, you know what it is.
0: I never said That's
2: that's That's what's in the
1: cup. Coffee and
2: a little bit of, uh, you know. You get out of that bar long enough, you do this podcast. (sighs) Jesus, you ain't kidding. I need, I need
0: to hit a bar after the day that I've had today. But he's drinking Bud Light. We got to talk about SmackDown tonight. White hot crowd there out in Puerto Rico. Dutch knows all about that. Maybe we'll hear some of the old war stories from his territory days out in Puerto Rico. Uh, we had some great matches that were made even better by the, that that hot crowd out there on the go-home show ahead of uh, Backlash tomorrow night. We got some big news stories we got to break down as well. Dutch, how you doing tonight?
2: Oh, I'm doing fine. I watched the uh, Puerto Rican crowd, and I predicted they'll be red hot. They were. That's what they're noted for.
0: Yep.
2: Except when I was there, they was trying to kill me. <laughs> and they kind of understand WWE is more like on the entertainment level. But they were there. They were loud. And that Dominic, we'll get to this later, but he's got that nuclear heat. He doesn't have to do anything. He, he, doesn't have like to do anything. he doesn't have to do anything. Hispanics are very family-oriented. Mm-hmm and uh, i mean if you if you kick one of them they all limp if you kick the cousin the whole family limps. so but that that's the way they are and i knew they would be loud and boisterous and they were
0: you guys got a super chat you want to make sure we uh bring up your comments on the show today you can do so just like ozzy here who before the show even started said rick hit the switch dutch has to go to bed early we had an exhaust, you know pre-show
2: is. meeting let me, let me you there, Ozzy. You, you ageist bastard.
0: <laughs> you're
2: just ageist. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm going getting along. How old are you? Ask Ozzy how old he is. Ozzy, how old are you? And then so I can call him a liar. <laughs> and then I won't contribute nothing to his fund.
0: But you're also going to go to bed right after the show's over, though.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm up all night now. Oh, there you go. I didn't get up to six this <laughs> afternoon, so.
1: Oh, well, damn.
2: I, I'm ready to go. I stay up all night. I'm a, yeah, I'm a vampire. You,
1: you had to take all the crust out of your eyes. That's why you miss Rampage, so. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you had to take
2: I, I swear to God, I'm riding to Sportskeeda up right now when this show goes off and I'm reporting you two bastages. <laughs> You're harassing me.
0: Okay, let's oh, go. Always a white hot start show uh, to the show here on uh, Smack Talk here on Friday. Well, night.
2: it wouldn't start hot if you guys would get off my butt. Just, just, just <laughs> All
0: listen, right.
2: Well, let's get off your ass and get into the substance. You guys need All to be—I right? swear to God—the way you guys bitch, y'all need to be females, really.
0: Not even bitching that.
2: and carrying on. Not even touching that. Oh, touch it! What are you <laughs> afraid of? Touch it,
0: touch it. I'll touch it. I right hear. Boy, this is. I, I touched Ooh. it. Mm. Ozzy with a super chat. He says he's fifty-eight. Good God!
2: <laughs> Hell, he's on Social Security already. Not quite. Not quite. Bastage, you another bastard, Ozzy? I'm surrounded by bastages. Is what I'm surrounded by. Well, Lisa agrees and with I'm you, Mr. Leave Rieser, Dutch alone, My, my one supervisor fan. is going to hear about it.
0: Lisa says, uh, leave Dutch alone, number one fan here. So there yeah, you
2: go. Yeah, yeah, leave me alone. Dutch hey, I'll Dutch. bring Lisa in, and she'll stomp both y'all at the same time. Dutch Donna, got the whole, Donna says the whole, she's
0: 58, so now the whole chat is coming after you here, Dutch. The, the Dutch, Dutch hey, got like, the whole no, 50
1: like, and over club.
0: Yeah, I like back Donna. In the
1: I like Donna. Yeah, Donna's great. 67.
0: Yeah, well, here we go. 67. See? Dutch, how old are you? I'm 82. Mm. That's funny. You don't look a day over 89.
2: All right. Anyway, so. I'm, you know something? Don't ever try to comedy for a second job. You damn starved to death. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into something that is absolutely, truly hilarious. I'm not talking now. <laughs> you really. Yep. Hey. You guys just talk. I didn't say anything. Take it, take what,
0: did I do? what did I do? Oh gosh. Uh, Joseph Austin, did, you didn't sets. do
2: anything, but you're just with him.
1: I'm an with enabler
2: that, with
0: that damn other person. You're guilty either. by association. Uh, Joseph there. Austin saying he's as old as Dutch's, Dutch's mustache. My mustache's not too old, it's kind of young. Uh, let's get into the show. Well, hang on, we got to get to our big news story of the day, which is we do know some now details, some details surrounding the tournament that will be taking place for the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which, if memory serves correct, guys, is exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Do I have that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, it is supposed to. And we we just had a draft Uh to strictly split the rosters, right? Yeah. Okay. And there's an entire roster of male superstars on Monday Night Raw that I would say, honestly, are deeper than the World Heavyweight Challengers they currently have on SmackDown right now.
1: But as as, as I predicted, as I predicted on last week's show, that they they were, they uh, corrected the course that we talked to me and Dutch talked about where SmackDown got more people yeah, on Friday me night and Sid, than, than me and Raw Sid
2: talked about that, Rick, without you. Yes.
0: Okay. Go ahead. Yes. So, so
1: raw raw got significantly more people on Monday night. Like even the 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 raw talk dra- supplemental. Oh, all draft. all the they,
0: supplemental picks went to raw. Went They're to raw the, on
1: Saturday, and then on, after raw they got b- billions of people. Their undercard is deeper than the main event scene on
0: SmackDown. Right, but I will even argue that the the amount of people that you would look at and go, okay, that's a world title contender. There's more of them on Raw than there are on SmackDown. I will make that argument so when triple h announced earlier today at the backlash press conference that there is going to be a series of matches to determine who will face each other at night of champions it was to the surprise of everybody that three of these matches are going to be taking place on smackdown what the hell? Can, can either of you two gentlemen please um, make it make sense to me? I don't understand this at all. I, I, I will it. open the floor to suggestions here. Somebody, well, I, don't ha- I don't have any
2: because I don't understand it. I really don't. I thought the draft was a, a much ado about nothing. And, I mean, I hated that Gunther went to Raw. And he'll, he'll probably do anymore. better over there. But I liked him on SmackDown. And that was my. Uh, where did the Usos go?
1: They're on SmackDown. Smackdown. So they separated they them saw, from the bloodline for no reason, Dutch, basically. Remember who what sent, we talked a, about? Who sent us that message that said head
2: scratcher? Steven <laughs> Chambers. You? Yeah, what the what hell?
1: You? We talked about this last week. We talked about all the interesting ways, Rick, they could have made this interesting with splitting the Usos from the bloodline. And they did none of that. They just put them on the same show. It was like, why'd you do all of that then? I don't get it.
2: I don't think the people get it. They're just waiting for some good angles. I mean, see, the draft actually makes you think about something,
0: but you got to understand it before you can think about it. Yeah. I don't think anybody understands it. Well, there was no clear presentation of the rules for the draft literally ever. Tonight by the way was like the first mention since the draft, like Michael Cole briefly mentioned that the Street Profits could <laughs> down the line earn a tag team title shot, which is the first time we've heard about whether or not Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn are going to be bouncing back and forth between both shows with their tag team title. So I guess they will be it was assumed but it was never presented that way it was never officially confirmed still hasn't unless you go off about, about what michael cole said we didn't know who was having the first pick until it was made we didn't know how many picks were in the each round until uh 5 minutes after the show started like they they did not and present any of the rules ahead of time other than Hey, we're splitting up the rosters, and they go into effect this coming Monday after backlash. That's literally all we were told, and it, it just felt like WWE made up stuff off the seat of their pants. And there were uh, look, there were a lot of picks that just made me go, "What the hell are they doing?" None more egregious than Bianca Belair getting skipped over by her own brand when she is their only world champion. But I digress. Let's focus on the world heavyweight championship here, because we we were asked in the chat. Who do you guys think? Thank you, thank you, Edward, for the comment. Who do you think will win the world title? We do not know who's going to be in the tournament. Well, <laughs> that we, would what we, that what we do know. We're, I, I believe Michael Cole tonight said we're going to find out on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> they'll they'll unveil the the bracket on Sunday, so we know that we're going to get two triple threats. Is it really a bracket? is it really a bracket? Why can't they give
1: nothing. us a damn tournament? Just give us a damn, if you're calling it a tournament, give us an actual real tournament. And I'm sorry, I just looked at the rosters for, for Monday Night Raw. You're telling me you can't fill out an eight to 16 person, single elimination, one-on-one bracket with Cody Rhodes, yep. Drew McIntyre, uh-huh. Seth Rollins, yep. Gunther, yep. Johnny Gargano, yep. Matt Riddle, yep. Shinsuke Nakamura, Bronson Reed, yep. Damian Priest, uh-huh. Dominic Mysterio, uh-huh. Finn Balor, yep. The Miz, JD McDonough. All uh-huh. these guys are on one Shamus. brand. But I'm not I'm just I'm not talking, down, but I'm yeah. talking strictly raw guys, Dutch here. That's Mora. I named. I named. I guess I named him. I named thirteen guys that could have made in the tournament. You you, you could have just Here's stopped at eight. two of the guys. Two, two of the guys you mentioned. Two of the guys you mentioned are hurt, and you still got eleven
0: guys that you could go. Still got with.
1: eleven guys. But I'm saying I could have stopped at eight, and that's a tournament. You just have eight guys. That's a tournament. Why do we need six from Raw and six from
0: Saturday? I down? don't understand it. I don't understand it. But we're getting it. We're getting it. So there's going to be two triple threat matches on Monday. The winners of those triple threat matches will meet in the main event, presumably. And then the winner of that match moves on to night of champions rinse and repeat on SmackDown. Um, Look, Seth Rollins is the betting favorite to win the world heavyweight championship. This all but guarantees that we're not going to get Rollins and Rhodes in the finals because they're both on the same brand. So my guess is we're probably going to see Rhodes and Rollins in the main event on Monday. That would be my guess depending on what happens to Cody uh, at Backlash, which we can get into here in a little bit. But um, I think Seth Rollins is probably a lock for Monday, I think, to come off, come out of the bracket on Monday, whatever you want to call it. The interesting part to me is who comes out on Friday here, guys. Hey,
2: don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you just confuse me more.
1: I don't I'm- get it. I'm going to guess the finals is we saw a preview of the finals on Monday night. I think it's going to be Solo Sikoa versus Seth Rollins mm. in the finals.
0: Mm. Mm. That'd be a good yeah. One. That's a good one. See, for me, you know, because you look at the SmackDown roster, right? For me, this is a roster that screams, okay, we got to elevate some dudes. And there are guys that convincingly could be in the world title picture with just the minimal amount of build over the next few months, guys like Santos Escobar, um, right? He's one that pops into my mind immediately, but why not try to start elevating some of these guys and fast track them here? I wouldn't mind seeing a guy because Seth Rollins is probably winning the damn title anyway. So why not put him, why not give somebody like a Montez Ford, a major moment and a world title match on a big stage at night of champions. Why not go ahead and pull the trigger and give that guys a series of wins and let people start looking at him in a different light other than, Oh, Hey, he is on SmackDown and Hey, here's the street profits and they're currently on a brand that doesn't have tag team titles.
1: I mean, if they were going to do that, they could have, you know, done what they were teasing for a whole month before the up. draft and split up the street profits, yep. but they didn't do any of that. They kept mm-hmm. all the tag teams together, uh, but the if you're going to elevate somebody to go against Seth Rollins at night of champions, we've been saying it for months, it's LA night,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, he had a dark match night in Puerto Rico and got uh, a hell of an ovation, but that's not a surprise because everybody got a hell of an ovation, uh, out in Puerto Rico tonight. But uh, yeah, uh, Ozzy again with a super so chat, what, we appreciate he, it. He, he was in Puerto Rico, new world champion.
2: Dutch, Dutch. Dutch, I Dutch. like it, Ozzy. How I much mean, you give 5? Hey, it goes up to 10. That's a $10 table now. So. <laughs> no, uh, LA Knight should have been on that on on the show tonight. I mean, the guy is getting over. He's getting over getting beat.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he won his last televised match if Memory does serve correct. Uh what? He beat uh, he beat Butch, right? So Yeah. Uh, I'm honestly surprised he's still on SmackDown. I thought he would have been a clear-cut candidate to to move over to Monday Night Raw and with that third-hour guaranteed TV time every week, but it'll be interesting to see how things shake out uh, with him. Hopefully, by this time next week, we have a better understanding of why the hell SmackDown is getting involved in the world title picture. Uh, oh, so. And presumably, again, if a SmackDown superstar wins it, they move over to
1: Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns should win the SmackDown side of the
0: bracket. No, stop. You <laughs> stop. Oh,
1: by the way, I just wanted to, uh, you know, Dutch would love this. I just wanted to put Rick on the spot here. And can he tell me that I was right? Because now it's been official canon by Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw. He said, this is a third world title. He says All that right. Roman had two, already has two world titles. So why not get a third? He literally He's said kidding. that. It is now officially canon that this is a third world title.
0: He was talking about belts, not actual championships. No, he
1: didn't say belts. He said titles. Right? It's not what he
0: said. It's what he was talking about. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Don't try to bypass this. Give me my credit that you I think, was right. I
0: didn't actually hear the Heyman promo, so I have to go back and watch In all honesty, in all honesty, I have to go back and watch it.
2: See, I, just, I, think I, he's calling, I think he's calling you a liar is what I I think. know.
0: I just told you what he said. Like, what well, you, you know what? About? Trust but verify.
1: Trust oh, God. but verify. Now this.
0: Here we <laughs> that, go. What uh this has been a huge week for for AEW. We're not gonna talk too much about Rampage tonight because uh two-thirds of this panel missed most of the show this evening for varying various reasons, but um <laughs> it's been a big week for for AEW. Ticket sales went on sale uh for AEW all out Wembley Stadium, which sees, uh, excuse me all in, excuse me, uh at Wembley Stadium, which seats ninety thousand. When this was first announced, we were talking about how ambitious this was and how interesting it was going to be. How can Tony Khan put together a card that's going to pack that stadium? They didn't need to put together a card. Not a single match has been announced, and they've sold sixty thousand seats already. Tony Khan confirming today they've sold sixty thousand. They already have a close to an eight million dollar gate without a single match being announced for Wembley Stadium. That is an incredible accomplishment. Uh, for AEW and and Tony Khan, I mean, hell! That, I your reaction. I don't even know what to say to that. That 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 is surprising to me. 60, I would have thought I would have sixty thousand tickets together. Sixty thousand. Six, oh, that's right. That's
2: what I predicted. I predicted sixty thousand. First, I predicted a sellout, and I said, "Ah, eh, maybe that's a little too ambitious." Then I backed it off to like forty, and then I jumped it back up to sixty. If I keep guessing, (laughs) believe me. Yeah, uh, but but that was your guess. I I want everybody to save that clip where I said they got seventy five thousand fans. They're gonna sell those tickets, and I'll put a date at the bottom of it. But you you, you should should improve
1: your prediction because they did this in a matter of days.
2: Nostradamus, I can just see the future.
0: But you predicted 60,000 end game. They've sold 60,000. They may sell out the entire damn stadium. Well, that's what I predicted. <laughs> I predicted first.
2: That's what I'm saying. Hey, ha- my hat's off to them. That's good promotion, With nothing announced. Hey, why don't week three go over there and announce something and don't say shit and just sell a bunch of tickets. And then d- take the money and don't show up. We don't even go back over there, and we say we did what? I
0: mean, I'd say that's a crime, but it's not like the U.S. is going to extradite us back to the U.K. So, I mean,
1: I, all I will <laughs> say is that I—it's I, very—I want to con- congratulate Tony Khan and AEW because it's a hell of a feat for them. It's going to be the biggest uh, non WWE show ever in wrestling uh apparently so it's I, it, it, it's, it's a huge. great
2: wrestling market
1: yeah and it shows it shows you how much they want to see a show that the fact that there's no matches announced just the enthusiasm of seeing the first AEW show in the historic arena uh like like oh uh, you know Wembley stadium um that i i'm specifying b- biggest paid attendance of all time i see frank in the chat saying north korea that wasn't paid they were there for free that was literally that was literally a government obligation that they had to be in north korea for that show so before you say that check check do your do your research um watch the dark side of the ring episode that's all you need to do um but yes paid attendance of all time for a non-wwe show and this is just the first week this is just off of two days of pre-sale and the, the general sale, the general public sale that went on sale today. Like, that's amazing. And just imagine what's going to happen when they start announcing some matches. Exactly. When they have CM Punk return. When on May 17th, you have the Warner Brothers up front, And I am suspecting, as well as a lot of other analysts in wrestling, that they are going to make <laughs> this show available on the new Max uh, the, the old HBO Max, the new Max uh, subscription thing where people can get this for $8, $8. You can see this massive historic show that might make people, you know, get Max subscriptions. That's yeah. going to further the business. And I feel like that's going to be a very a test pilot for AEW on Max, where we might get more specials or pay-per-views on the Max platform. And yes, it might please. bridge more of that. And we already heard this week, AEW is canceling Dark in Dark Elevation, and now Warner Brothers Discovery wants all of their, uh, you know, programming for AEW on their network, so this is so big for AEW, it comes at just a great time for them when they're dealing with TV rights negotiations, and I talked to Brandon Thurston over on Fightful Overbook over today, one of the great analysts when it comes to business and wrestling, and he said that AEW is incredibly under-monetized for the amount of content they're doing and how much they're getting paid from Warner Brothers. All these things lead me to assume that Tony Khan, you need to go out there and be like, I need more money on these new TV rights
0: deals. And, you know, if they keep doing this, they'll get it. They'll get it. That's just absolutely insane. Uh, I, they got a real shot at selling out that entire stadium. Which we'll is that's what I said. I, which I did not, I'm not a Nostradamus like Dutch. I didn't think I thought that would be a tall. Ta- I mean, SP3, you and I, have multiple platforms, was sitting here talking about, okay, what kind of matches do they need to book to get to 60, 70, 80,000? They're already there without a damn match getting booked. Unbelievable. All right, boys, let's dive into SmackDown, shall we? Uh, we are in San Juan, Puerto Rico, ahead of Backlash tomorrow night. Go home show. And very appropriate, LWO kicks off the show. Crowd is white, hot for Latino world order. Uh, They come out and uh, cut a promo, all in Spanish. Luckily, my my high school roots, going back to my Spanish classes, I was able to pick out a few words here and there, and I was able to keep up with what exactly was going on. I do believe at one point uh, Ray said that uh, Rhea wears the pants in the relationship with Dom and herself. I think I did pick that part out. But regardless, Ray's talking about how uh, Zelina's going to beat Rhea and Bad Bunny's going to whoop Damian Priestess tomorrow night. Judgment Day interrupts. Dom gets all the damn heat in the world, Dutch, and that man doesn't have to say anything. He just has to pick up a microphone and the crowd lights into his ass. Same thing that we saw uh, the last few weeks, although it was amplified to the nine because uh, we were in Puerto Rico with this white hot crowd. They set up Ray and Zelina uh, versus Dom and Rhea for the main event. Then Dom smacks Ray like a little, <laughs> gives him like a cat batting at oh, his head. like a I bam, and then immediately runs. Uh, this was a, look, kind of a paint-by-numbers opening segment, but it worked. I thought it was great. It was simple, to the point,
2: and in Puerto Rico, like I said, the Hispanic families are very solid. I mean, you don't mess with the family because you have a ton of trouble, uh, and it's a it's a family almost a family feud. And the people they're they're ripping into Dominic, and he's eating it up. He don't have to do nothing; he just he's a heat magnet, and he just walks out of there, and it comes. Now I bet those guys tonight are sitting back in the dressing room, and they're saying, "What a hot crowd!" And when you hit those hot crowds, you don't got to do nothing. Because I remember standing in a ring in that same building, and it was a sellout. And they were so loud, it was like my, it got so loud, it's like my ears shut down. Like to save my eardrums from getting burst, I guess. But that's a loud, loud, and you'll know real quick whether they like you or not. I really enjoyed the crowds in Puerto Rico. When they wasn't throwing beer cans high full and glasses and glass, broken glass and rocks at me. Did I you like ever
0: catch that. one of those beers and chug it in the ring?
2: <sighs> no, <laughs> I never did. I would have.
0: Missed opportunity.
2: Oh, my God. But the, uh, the old saying is they have they have three sports in Puerto Rico Cockfighting which is chicken fighting, yes. the rooster fighting.
0: Yes.
2: Politics and wrestling. In politics, when you go out on the street, when they're campaigning for some of those guys, they have literal fistfights. Cops are around them all the time. Very interesting place. You ever been? You ever been there, Rick?
0: I have not. No.
2: You ever been there, Sid? No, I have not. Great place. You, you go. can't go to the wrong places like anywhere else, but old San Juan, they got some great clubs there.
0: I've heard, I've heard some stories. Yeah. It's it's all about where you go, but yeah, I've, I've heard, oh, yeah. I've heard good things. I want to get out there sooner rather than later, but uh, have not been able to make it just yet. Sid, what do you think about this opening segment tonight?
1: Oh, it was, it was paint by the numbers, but when you have a hot crowd, you can do that, and it just gets over perfectly. Dominic was the heat magnet, Ray is such such a legend, and he's going to be so popular in a place like Puerto Rico, and you got Selena Vega, who's considered like, one of their own over there, being Puerto, a Puerto Rican descent, so it was a great segment to kind of kick off the show, set up the main event for the night
0: uh ozzy with another super chat he is up the Annie, up to ten dollars now uh guys is rampage back uh to its normal schedule next week i think sp3 that would have to depend a lot on the nba playoffs yeah that's why it's been bouncing around all over the place
1: it's been most it's been mostly uh because of the nhl playoffs.
0: excuse me nhl on, on
1: tnt but I don't think. I think we're going on another week where it's going to probably be preempted in some way. Whether it's going to, I think maybe next week it might be on Saturday. I'm not sure, but I'll double check that.
0: Yeah. Well, we, where, what, whatever the final show is, by the way, we'll be on about five to eight minutes or so. Uh, after that final show uh, ends, uh, Stephen saying Ozzy has won the lottery. Uh, hey, you know, y'all can uh, pitch in some super chats as well. If you got any questions, Frank says uh, Puerto Rico is so amazing, but I may be biased uh, because my dad uh, is from there. So, hey, you know what? Bias is bias, whatever. But uh, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Can't wait to get out there one day. Our first match of the night was Gallows and Anderson versus the Viking Raiders. This was uh, the Viking Raiders swan song tonight as they get ready to head over to Monday Night Raw. AJ Styles back on commentary. So great that he's back. Uh, I love that uh, the OC is back together and on Friday nights. Uh, He says that he's got his eyes on all the gold. He'll go after the World Heavyweight Championship. He'll go after Roman Reigns. You can sign me up for AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns right now. I hope that is something that we're going to get. Uh, Gallows and Anderson do beat the Raiders with the Magic Killer after Meech and Looked like she just killed Valhalla. The way that Valhalla sold that dropkick was absolutely perfect. Good on her. Um, so Gals and Anderson get the win. Another loss for the Viking Raiders. I don't necessarily hate that because a lot of the talent that were getting ready to move over on Raw were going out on their back tonight with the exception of Shinsuke Nakamura. We'll get to that match a little bit later. Dutch, what did you think about the tag match tonight? All
2: right, it was good. But what it was, it was It wasn't great. But it was still a good match, and the Viking Raiders, you know, they took the loss because they're moving over, and uh, and they should have lost to the Street Profits anyway, because I think they got big plans for those guys. I would guess And so. uh, I, I like them, and I liked your idea. Uh, who is the Street Prophet? You says that may that should get be a single and go for the title. Montez Ford. Montez Ford. He's that team. He's. The other guy just. No, don't comedies. sleep on Angelo
0: Dawkins. Don't sleep on Dawkins. Dawkins is good too.
2: He's, well, I guess I can say what I want to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't saying, think don't, I was getting around. on the man, Doug. I was taking a nap on Dawkins. But I think Montez Ford is the star of that show. And that—that's a sentiment you that agree, a lot. People, Sid?
0: That's a sentiment a lot of people agree
2: with. Sir. Yeah,
1: I do. I agree. I think I think Angelo Dawkins wait, has wait been. Me,
0: Sid,
2: don't
1: sleep. <laughs> don't sleep on Dawkins. I'm telling you. Um, no, I think Angelo Douglas has been one of the most improved performers in WWE, but Montez Ford just has that kind of superstar main event level potential.
0: He does. He's done an incredible job trans- transforming his body, too, over the last, like, two years. If you go back and watch Three Profits from two years ago, he is so, like, slimmed down. That man has been... Bench pressing and peanut butter sandwiching his way up to the bigger bulk to get ready for this singles push that we all are just waiting to happen, but it it has not happened yet. Because I feel like for the last two WWE drafts, we were talking about, well, they're gonna split up the street profits, finally push Montez forward. Nope, didn't happen. The year after that, well, they're gonna split up the street profits and, and finally push Montez forward. Nope, didn't happen. Same thing this year, and they're still together as a tag team. So I don't know what they're waiting for, but again, if you look at the landscape of this roster, he seems primed to be one of these guys that they could at least elevate to the United States title picture is, sooner uh, rather than later. But uh, anyway, win for uh, Gallows and Anderson, and uh, we'll see what the OC uh, can do moving forward on SmackDown. Deafening reaction tonight for Bianca Belair. She comes out hyping up her uh, women's championship run, saying she's one win away from breaking the all time. uh, raw women's championship record which is factual if she beats Zelina Vega, she'll be the longest reigning raw women's champion of all time she'll be the first woman to hit 400 days with that championship and then that's another big question mark is what happens from that point on because traditionally if the raw women's champion gets moved over to smackdown and vice versa what do we get sid
1: a title swap. And that's what they're
0: doing. They're doing it
1: because they keep emphasizing oh, she passes the longest reigning, And then she gets to toss this title on to somebody else.
2: Before the four hundred days? After. No, after
1: after the four hundred days. I, I mean, think I mean four hundred and six.
2: When, when did they days. start doing this counting oh. the time but to-
0: oh they're counting the days this well, is a renewed effort. this is like a new effort because they have wanted to refresh the the record books that's why the usos had 600 plus days as the tag team champions that's why roman is going to go over a thousand and at this point may pass hulk hogan uh that's that's why bianca is going to pass 400 days as the raw women's champion that's why gunther is probably going to break honky tonk man's record is that they've had so many records that have been, haven't been broken in decades i think there's a concerted effort to refresh and modernize the books here a little bit
2: well that's not a bad that's not a bad idea really yeah. because if you're going into the modern modern era which they are you know they, we need names that are current right now and i, I kind of like that idea do you have any records rick that you could pass along
0: do i have any records
1: um don't you have the record for uh most podcasts on the Sports network?
0: Something like that. I'm sure
1: I do. I mean, you I, you know, humble. Do, do you uh, really I started
0: this video channel?
1: Just, oh, look at that. Look at just, this guy. Just, just throwing that He's out. He's
0: a pioneer
1: on the Swartita <laughs> <Sports laughs> YouTube channel.
0: Just putting that out there. Uh Steven Chambers, any predictions on when damage control will break up? Bailey, better going off solo. I hope, look, that we've seen the seeds be planted for that. I, I really do hope they take their time with this. Um, I would like to see because the, the whole point of putting damage control together is to elevate EO and Dakota and they've done that to an extent but not not enough you could really elevate both ladies up to main event championship contender type people maybe even win a world championship before you split them up from Bailey that's why I'd love to see EO win the world title if they go back to queen of the ring I'd love to see Dakota win that I think that would be perfect for her. And then they're sitting there with the crown and the cape and the scepter and the world title. And they're looking at Bailey and they're like, why the hell do we need you? And then they kick Bailey to the curb. And then you can start off Bailey as sympathetic baby face. And she's off and running and you've built up to two monster heels. That's what I would hope that they would do with damage control. But you got to get there first. It feels like they're building up something with EO guys, but I don't think she's going to be winning tomorrow night uh, at Backlash. No, I could I
1: can eventually see EO kind of going off on her own. Uh and I think probably the whatever happens in the finish or during the matchup with EO and Bianca, which should be a great matchup, yes. I think that's what it's gonna parlay into. And to answer the question of why WWE is not pushing Montez forward, it's because he's thirty two guys. You know, they don't start pushing people until they're like thirty eight. <laughs> Unless your name's awesome. He's here. too young. <laughs> he's too young he's too young Austin. awesome theory is the exception to the rule they only choose one they don't right. choose multiples
0: um i'll tell you what though I, I agree with you sp3 i think the finish tomorrow night is going to involve bailey trying to help eo win and bailey's going to screw up and cost eo the match that further drive that wedge between them because we've seen over the last several weeks that EO is is tired of Bailey's BS. She keeps giving her the the eye every time she opens her mouth. She's like thoroughly annoyed with (laughs) Bailey at this point. Um, So they're going to continue that story moving forward. It doesn't feel like it's the right time, but I would so much if you're going to do a belt swap. I would I would rather EO win the title tomorrow and then you have EO and Rhea flip it. I would much rather do that. And have Bianca's record end there, just period. Wow. Don't even get the damn record because ending her record on a title swap pisses me <laughs> off to no end. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why it bothers me so much, but yeah, it does. But, but that's a that's a bad getting pissed off. Exactly.
2: I mean, you like, get pissed off, but now you get mad. Say, so why couldn't they let her have the record?
1: You gotta, you gotta put your WWE hat on, and I think that you I hate would you, that. I hate yeah, putting that yeah, hat on. You gotta put the WWE hat on, and it just makes sense to them that Bianca gets the record. And then they do the, the, the title swap because it builds up Rhea and Bianca. They're, they're building it up. Slow burn to Rhea and Bianca because they couldn't give us to us this year, even though Rhea's going to be the Raw Woman Champion, but she could have just beat Bianca for the title. does not matter. You just have to put your WWE ad on, and this is how it makes sense to them.
2: I, yeah, them. I like taking their time patience 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 and if you listen long enough the people tell you where to go but trying to get a step ahead of them sometimes you screw everything up then you kill everybody's heat
0: i like that i i honestly like and i'm not just saying this because i was on board with charlotte and ria from the get-go because that build was awful um uh, the match delivered the build was awful sid was right in that standpoint but I like the idea if they keep Rhea undefeated for the next year and she goes into WrestleMania next year as the, I guess, would be Raw Women's Champion at that point after the title swap is over and Bianca ends up being her challenger. Bianca has already reached a certain level. Rhea gets up to that level. That match now becomes bigger at WrestleMania 40 than it would have been this year. So I like them as long as they follow through on the plan, SP3. It's it's a bigger match up next year than it would have been this year. That's all I'm saying.
1: But you know what they're going to do? They're going to make it for the undisputed WWE Women's Championship. They're both going to hold their titles for a full year and that's how they're going to do that match at WrestleMania 40. Hmm.
0: <laughs> can we just can we just re-rebrand re- the titles and we Th- don't have That's what they're going to
1: do. They're going to not- they're going to do the undisputed and then they're going to rename it and then they can And then
0: introduce the World Heavyweight Women's Championship. There you go. Afterwards, they're gonna do that. Uh we had Street Profits versus Imperium. This was a really quick matchup. Uh it seems like Dawkins gets the hot tag in and then boom, it's frog splash, and the the, the match is over. Uh this was this was very, very what
2: cool. what a a splash he did. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Wow. He's 12 feet in the air at least. Yeah, he just tries and when to when he hit he bounced
0: the- up, come right back down. It was a it was a beautiful finish. You don't you don't see that too often. The hot tag go right into. The, I don't, I wonder if they were running short on time and they got the go home call, or if that was always just going to be the plan. But to go straight from hot tag up, Montez is in frog splash over. It was a quick finish, but again, fun fun little combo. Those two work so well with one another that uh, it it just worked tonight. Donna says I do uh, Donna says love Montez. Yes, go SP three.
1: I do agree with you. It felt like there was like a section missing from yeah. the match. I looked down, and then the match was over. Like yeah, it was, it was exactly. very, very quick how it got down. But the street profits were ridiculously over. Yep. Like Dutch, like Dutch said, the crowd was crazy, and not only that, ladies and gentlemen, this crowd gets an A because they were in rhythm for the hey hey everybody was doing it in unison and that's what i love a wrestling crowd with rhythm that is so rare
0: (laughs) ozzy uh ran out of money but he asked when charlotte is coming back that's a good question uh she was drafted to smackdown and memory serves correct right so she's staying on the blue brand uh she did an interview with i can't remember the outlet but uh she said she had to get some things taken care of after a WrestleMania match. So uh, a couple uh, or at least a, a minor medical procedure, I'm assuming is that that's what she's meant by that, but uh, she'll be back uh, relatively quickly. It sounds like uh, so we get a backstage segment between solo and the Usos. solo is uh, wrapping up his thumb a full 20 hour, 24 hours early uh, tonight ahead of that match. Cause uh, we didn't see them the rest of the night, but uh solo with a warning to the Uso's Dutch Y'all hey, that was handle good. your business or I'm gonna stick this. Up your <laughs> hey, stop it. I, I'm not gonna say that.
2: But that was a good segment. Because they're around him, you know, they're kidding around, and he didn't much appreciate that kidding around. So yeah. And that's how you get people to pay attention. Something's gonna happen there. Because now they know they can take their time, do the slow burn. So when it does happen, it means something. That's why I'm not in, in favor of all these quick title swaps. And, because if you're just going to do a title swap just for the hell of it, I mean, you kill the, you kill the intrigue on it before it even gets started. But the Usos and uh, and Solo... They got chemistry. You could feel it. It came through the screen at you. They have chemistry. And that's what they gotta
0: look at. Almost like they've known each other their entire lives or something. Yeah, it's like they started out as kids or something. Yeah. What the hell? You don't get that very
2: often. Yeah. No.
1: The anticipation that I have for solo thumbing one of his brothers is the greatest anticipation I've ever had, considering a thumb in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> He's got to thumb his brother. He's got to thumb his brother because it's the right thing. I think that the Usos and Solo lose tomorrow night, and Roman Reigns returns on Friday night next week, and we finally get Solo thumbing one of his brothers.
0: Which probably sets up Roman's match at? night of champions i think he will probably take on one or both uh usos with the world title on the line i think that that's what makes the most well, sense yeah. other than like an aj styles or bobby lashley those those are probably your top contenders or the guys who are have been moved over to smackdown but that doesn't make sense for the magnitude of the night and the moment and what the story's been the last few months dutch
2: so what did what, Sid? what did you say that the, he thumbs one of the usos
1: as Solo gets the, the message from Roman next Friday to thumb one of his brothers. And that's how we set up either Jay versus Roman or Jimmy and Jay versus Roman at day 1000, or as a WWE likes to call it, Night of Champions.
0: Day 1000. I like that. Makes sense. That's, what it, that's what
1: it should be called. The, that's what the Saudi event should be the, called.
0: The only issue I have with that
2: is that still leaves the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens.
1: Oh, that's yeah. over. This oh, is this, this the blow-off. Tomorrow's no, that's, that's, the blow-off. I don't think tomorrow, it's over. Tomorrow's the blow-off. You could tell by the, the, the promo that we got from Kevin and Sammy
0: tonight. That was my favorite thing of the entire night, was Sammy and KO going, yeah, no, you talk, bro. We're done talking. We, we got nothing left. That, to me, was a signal saying, we got nothing left here. We're going to fight tomorrow night, and then we're done. They got drafted to Raw, which was like the best damn pick.
1: So, I'm gonna tell y'all a little secret. I said this to Dutch last week. I'll say it to you, Rick. I'll say it to all the people.
0: Yeah, people. The reason
1: the the reason they ain't have nothing to say. Is because they ain't had nothing to say the past month. They've been saying the same promos they were cutting before WrestleMania because they are stretching out the end of this story because they didn't have a lot to do in the past month. So that's why Kevin and Sammy tonight were just like, hey, we're not going to say the same thing we've been saying for the past three, four months. So you you cut a promo, Matt. You haven't been here.
0: (laughs) David Mann says, uh, thumb me daddy solo. (laughs) Very good, very very good. It is, man. It, it, it's hard to watch Cody Rhodes work and not just go. This this is somebody this company's been waiting a, a long time for, and I go back to what Triple H said at the uh, post WrestleMania press conference where he's like, Roman Reigns is uh, operating at a higher level than anybody else, and somebody's got to show up and and take it from him. And I'm sitting here going. How the hell are you not seeing that Cody Rhodes has shown up and, and is is grabbing this entire company by the horns? And yes, hot crowd tonight for everybody, but especially for Cody Rhodes tonight. Comes out, cuts another great promo with all these subtle little jabs at Brock Lesnar. Doing the Paul Heyman emphasis on Brock Lesnar every single time that he he says his name. Nobody cuts a better babyface promo than Cody Rhodes. He needs to get through Brock to set himself up to finish his story or whatever version of his story WWE is going to present moving forward, whether that's winning the World Heavyweight Championship or waiting a whole damn year to tank on Roman Reigns. But this man just creates great stuff every single week, no matter what they have for him. And he's the hottest dude in the company still, still to this day. And I, if he's not the guy to beat Roman Reigns, I don't know what they're doing. But he got drafted to another brand, so we got to yeah, wait.
2: I on. think we, I think we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a detour in there. Everybody expects it to go to Cody. I think it's gonna go to Cody at some point, but I think he's got a detour. Remember the whole interview he did, hard times. That was Dusty's hard times. Hard. Now Cody's got to go through those hard times too. So he's like, if he wants to finish the story, he's got to go through the hard times like his daddy did and then if they take their time with Cody he's over now but he'll be super old i mean he'll be in that rare rarefied air that 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 he he's over so he's there but i still don't think they're going to go even in a year i don't think i think they'll do this before. and they may do it before them, but I think WrestleMania next year, and it's a year away. And I like that because now they can kind of pace themselves. But think somebody else gets the title before Cody.
0: So you think Cody? See, I've been
2: hearing the whole t- time that Roman wanted to take some time off.
0: Well, he's doing it right now. He's been yeah, off for a whole month. He don't show up half the time. That's why Triple AAA yeah. said they created the World Heavyweight Championship because Roman's holding the world title hostage, the other yeah. one. R- R- great work stuff. if you can get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the champion, but I don't ever go to work. I
2: just sit around here, and <sighs> lay by the pool. I think the
0: le- correct me if I'm wrong, SP3, but I think over the course, between WrestleMania 38 and WrestleMania 39, he only defended the title like four times maybe? Between WrestleMania t-
1: 38 and WrestleMania 39, he defended yeah. it against Matt Riddle, right? against Brock Lesnar, um, Who's after
0: Brock? Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens.
1: Logan Paul, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens.
0: For five times.
1: And Cody Rhodes. Six times.
0: Yeah. From WrestleMania to WrestleMania, he defended the title six times. Which means they only got to come up with five more challengers. Hey, that, next year's that's
1: fine. People need sure. to realize that New Japan was doing this for years. WWE is just copying what New Japan did. Uh, Kazuko Okada held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship from 2016 to 2018, 720 days. You know how many times he defended it? 12 times. That means he averaged a title defense every other month. That's what Roman Reigns did in the past year. I didn't, say it, I didn't defense. say I had a problem
0: with it because he or was showing part. up and doing great work in between. He wrestled at war games. So there were other matches that he had, you know, in between. But when that is your only world championship and you've got the bevy of talent that WWE does, I understand why they would want to add another world title. I'm just saying Triple H didn't need to just, you know, say it out loud. loud. <laughs> out loud like that. We all know why
1: you're introducing the title. <laughs> Or you could have used the money in the bank in a more effective way.
0: That's or you could have
1: used Cody Rhodes' own words and had him just cash in on one title instead of both titles. There was multiple ways terrible. that he could have done it before this stupid idea of the World Heavyweight Championship, which gets worse by the week, it seems.
0: Uh, <laughs> and I'm afraid, Cody, I'm positivity afraid here. Cody's going to win that belt either first or before he beats Roman for the titles. Cause I still think Cody's the guy, but him winning the world heavyweight championship before he beats Roman makes that title. Exactly what everybody else is already is saying it is, which is a consolation prize, which is why I think it has to go to somebody at least to kick off that hasn't lost to Roman or hasn't faced Roman. And to kind of take that mystique off somebody like a Seth Rollins would be a perfect first world heavyweight champion, but SB three, something that we have talked about. The only way I see this not going a year is if Cody wins money in the bank and they allow him to challenge either world champion because they change the rules so often WWE is like combat sports version of who's whose line is it anyway. Right. The the rules are made up and nothing matters. Uh, they could say, oh, well, Cody's on Raw, so he has to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship or they create that loophole that would allow him to call his shot and challenge Roman Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Do they do that? I don't know, but that seems to be their only way out unless the plan is Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40.
2: Okay, didn't WWF used to have the rule that the champion only was required to defend his title every 30 days?
0: Yes. they used to have that rule. Yeah, that that slowly kind of faded
2: out. Well, they don't say anything about it now, and they just
0: make, like you said, they just make shit up when they need it. Yeah. Which is why I don't think we got a a, a clear set on what the rules were ahead of the draft because they wanted to leave their options open to to do stupid shit like put SmackDown in the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. That's... What are the rules? No one knows. (laughs) No one knows.
2: Hey, they should publish a little pamphlet, the official rules of WWE, and sell it. And, but... If it was a shoot, then abide by it. Then go ahead and do it. they so never the only has to do see the champions used to hide behind that clause.
0: No, I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. The the problem with that writing that book is it would literally never get done because they're constantly changing the rules all the time. So it, yeah, would, never, it sell, would never get sell,
2: published. You sell erasers and pencils with it too. It's, just, it's just, a just a blank book. It out, You erase it out and then write the new ruling. See? No, it's all done in pencil. They give you a whole <laughs> book done in
1: pencil. <laughs> <laughs> you can erase it. You can add something.
0: Uh, <laughs> Jarrell Hicks says they need to go back uh, to defending the title within uh, 30 days. I swear sometimes they bring it back, though. They'll bring it back with, like, the mid-card championships and the tag team titles. Like I said, Steven says they like to bend the rules. No, they just they just when you write, the rules, change the rules. They, it doesn't. They break the rules
2: and then rewrite the son of a bitch right, right <laughs> on the spot. Like they, rules? Screw the rules. Who cares? Yeah, they, just, they just book matches on the spot. Hey, I challenge you. Yeah. Uh, no, all of a sudden here they come out. Who told them they could have this match? Is it sanctioned or what? No, nope. here they come. I'm confused.
0: We're all confused.
2: <laughs> and you two guys have confused me more.
0: Well, that's Especially
2: our job. Rick, I kind of like Sid. But
1: Rick... Yeah, kind of like going. you too, Dutch.
0: Screw that guy. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll earn your respect, Dutch. One day. <laughs> the The most interesting match to me coming into tonight was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Karrion Cross because I had no idea how they were going to book this match because you had two guys who really needed wins. Shinsuke Nakamura just got brought back. How are they presenting him? Is he going to be more in the mid-card like we saw before? Could they be building him up as a world title contender over on Monday Night Raw? Karrion Cross desperately needed a big win, and Shinsuke Nakamura won this match clean as a sheet tonight. The only uh, Raw superstar who did not go out of SmackDown on his back tonight, Dutch. I found that to be very interesting.
2: Cross, there's, I've said it from the beginning, there's something missing, totally missing. When he does his interview, I don't feel nothing. I mean, the girl, has actually, she has more interest than he does. And they win the ring with Nakamura. Not, neither one of them, like, you know, advances the needle. So, but you said Karrion Cross needs something. He needed something in the night. He didn't get it, which I think is very telling because I don't think he's going to advance because there's nothing to advance at this point. That TikTok shit ain't getting it. <laughs> what I'm saying, TikTok. Okay, we got it, but there's something missing there and there's no intrigue about him. There's no nothing. Sid, I, you agree? Yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't fight like me.
1: I uh, that's why I thought he needed the, the change of scenery by going to Raw, yeah. but he's still on SmackDown. It's just like I'm not interested.
2: Yeah, he needs to change the scenery, all right. Like,
1: get a job
2: somewhere, <laughs> go to work, delivering papers or something. No, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I think they can do something with him, but this is just not, this is not it.
0: I do think SP3, this is one of his better matches that he's had since he's come back to the company, though.
2: This
0: he was a good a- match. It was good. That was his best match,
2: one of his better ones. Gosh. God, <laughs> not uh, saying much the there. Hey, the guy, but the guy is like, he's not smooth in the ring either, no, nah. at all. He's kind of off, off balance most of the time. I was watching him. Did you hear that crowd when he they come they came out there? This was the quietest they were all all night.
1: And they had just got and done you, in Puerto Rican
2: crowd off their ass. you that's not I mean, that's not hard to do. You, you could you could go out there and just look at them and they get mad at you, but he went out there and I don't know. there's there's
0: definitely a lack of interest in what cross is doing from the audience standpoint that that is obvious when i watch him in the ring i just keep waiting for him to go to to hit another gear that he just never seems to hit like that's that's what i'm waiting for i'm waiting for him to maybe maybe he does it on purpose because he's supposed to be the big big brawler guy who just beats people but I, i'd like to see him just find another step find another gear bring something new and something different to to his arsenal than the elbow to the back of the head the cross jacket and the and the suplexes because that's you know we it's so
1: like, it's like it's like
0: a starting pitcher who needs to develop a third pitch right like i feel like that's he's just <laughs> missing he's just missing something that could take him to the next level with his in-ring work i don't i don't know and I don't know what it is i don't I can't know. believe I can't believe Rick changed the sport on this. He
2: went from wrestling to baseball. I like i like yeah. to find analogies and I but think that was a damn good one. Thank you very so much. What you're, Rick, what you're saying is you're agreeing with me.
0: I see more potential in Karen Cross than what you are willing to see. I don't see any potential in him. Exactly. I don't care. That's what I said. But
2: no, um, I, don't. Uh, Steve, I don't. I don't want to that's not negative. And he needs to take that and work on it and if he can't see it or the or the agents can't see it, they need to work with him on this.
0: Stephen Chambers say so it's saying he
2: can't get there. But by them beating him tonight means they've lost that big push feeling they may have had at one time.
0: It could be and- that or – they have immediate, significant plans for Shinsuke Nakamura. That that could be part of it as well over a Monday Night Raw.
1: I mean, uh, the immediate immediate plan that they did on Monday was him on Miss TV. So, <laughs> I guess he'll be one of those triple threats. Maybe yeah on, <laughs> on Raw. Hey, maybe
0: he wins the damn thing. Who knows? Uh, Stephen Chambers saying, <laughs> "I doubt it." I said, "Who knows?" Stephen Chambers saying since Bray showed up, Cross has been lost in the shovel. That's why yeah, even when Bray comes back, they need to move him to Raw. Uh, I think that is part of the problem that Carrion has had is he's been the second spooky guy on his own show.
1: I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's the only feud I want to see from Karrion Cross.
0: I want to see the battle of the spooky bollocks between him and Bray Wyatt. Maybe, the, well, you know what? Maybe teaming him up. Honestly, maybe putting Cross with Wyatt, who is over with the crowd whenever he comes back, might be the, the best way to get them invested in in Carrion. i mean but br- but br- look he- what putting the lwo shirts on legato del fantasma did for them literally it was a change of wardrobe and like that they went from mild crowd reactions to holy shit it's the lwo we love these guys one one little change a wardrobe change boom they're over if
2: they put him with bray bray's like a baby face I think that just confuses people more unless they kind of got them together and then turned. He turns on braid. That may do something sure. for a while anyway, but try it's not a sustaining right? type turn. Got to try something. And you're going to have a couple of matches and then where do you go?
0: That's why they listen, have if you're on a
2: creative team. Listen to this. If you're on a creative team and you got to think and think and think and think about a guy. It's not worth the effort because a lot of those ideas will just come to you with certain talents and you go with them because they're going to show results. I don't think carrion and again, this is not, I don't, I don't know the guy. Personally, I don't think that he's going to have a very successful run. He may be there two or three years, but You know how WWE is. You can get lost in that shuffle real quick.
0: And there is a fresh crop of young talent that is coming up to gum up the works on Friday night SmackDown. They showed a really nice video package for several NXT superstars who are coming up to Friday nights. Honestly, I think SmackDown cleaned up when it came to acquiring NXT talent. When you look at the names they picked up Cameron Grimes, who we saw tonight,
2: who is he? What's he? he had another name before, right?
1: He, he, was, was in T- he was Trevor Lee in TNA.
0: Trevor yeah, I Lee. Knew,
2: I knew, yeah, he was good there. That guy is
0: good. Right. Well, that may be the answer to the question I'm going to ask you here, Dutch. Uh, we got Cameron Grimes. You can't make me answer. Make me answer. I'll plead to Phil. All right, we'll screw you then. We got Cameron Grimes coming in. We got Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn, Pretty Deadly, and Grayson Waller. Uh, I don't know, Dutch, how familiar you are with the rest of the names on that list. Uh, so, what talk to me about Cameron Grimes? Then why why is what made him so good in TNA? What do you think will make him good here on the main roster? He's just a natural. He's a natural guy. He was a natural guy then,
2: because when you look at him, you can he does a lot of stuff, and he has a personality about him that's interesting, even in just talking to him. So I think we'll see. So if they let him go, I don't. I don't necessarily care for his gimmick that much, but he's still, he's bubbly. He's up and just having that energy will, will bring people to you. Now, the other guy, Grayson Waller, is that his name?
0: Yes. He'll do well too. Yeah. Uh, that now, uh, he's coming to SmackDown. Yep. All, all the names I mentioned, Cameron Grimes, Albafire, Isla Dawn, pretty deadly, and Grayson Waller are coming up. SP3 of those names, which one do you think, uh, one or several, if we're going to pick a team here, has the best chance to really shine and, you know, um, impress on the main roster?
1: Oh, it's Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has been ready-made to be on the main roster for such a long time. He's like a more athletic Miz. He's a more athletic, uh, just just as much charisma as Miz. He can do yeah, he's got the mouth. He's got the mouth that he he will sell you into the building and make you want to see him get his ass kicked. Like he's he could that sell a di- he he
2: could sell a dying man a health club membership.
1: Exactly. That's damn good. Exactly. I
2: think if you if you put him and uh, who's the other kid over there?
1: The Cameron Grind. Oh, what the you said the Austin Theory? You're talking about the oh, U.S. Yeah. Champion.
2: I think if you put them together or even against each other, you got something because I can see it from here. So if they take their time with that, either together, split them, let them run, they got a year right now.
0: It, my, my hope is, is that they turn LA Knight, maybe sooner rather than later because my only thing hey, with them, like, I, I wanted Grayson Waller to go to Raw. Because with Grayson Waller on SmackDown, as long as LA Knight is uh, still a heel, Grayson Waller is going to be like number two on that depth chart of like cocky heels who who go out there and talk. But I mean, this guy is—he's got everything you want. Like seriously, and you, yes, he can flap his mouth and get you invested in a match, and then he goes out there and he has one of the most innovative move sets in all of professional wrestling. The guy is just an athlete. He gets it to me one hundred percent. Grayson Waller is the guy who can. Just let him go out there and do what he does and let him lose and excel.
1: Dutch been saying it for weeks. L.A. Knight's over as a babyface. He, he, he is. He's so good at his act that he's over as a babyface. So I think that Grayson Waller, he's not that. He's not that. He is. He is obnoxious and he's improved so much from the guy that you know came in and he wasn't he was doing different moves his feet work wasn't wasn't that well I think that he needs a better finisher than what he does with the whole running up the aisle and then rolling into the ring stunner thing that just seems very convoluted for a main roster finish he needs a better finish but that's the only thing that I think he needs improvement I like I said I think he was the guy on NXT that's just ready made I would be higher on camera. Grimes uh in this State but I think I told you Rick uh in private I was Like they kind of stripped away a lot Of his charisma yeah, they, and his character they During his down. final few more Yeah they dumbed him down to the point Where I a few months ago when he Was playing the the hillbilly who Became a bill a millionaire He was money that was yeah. a main roster <laughs> Act that was yes. a main roster Act as bring the jack Clampett's
0: ass Up to the main roster right now yeah, Let's they, go the hillbilly who became a
1: millionaire—just he had so much charisma—and it was kind of the character that Dutch was introduced to in TNA, the the the, the caveman character that he played there. Yeah. But then they put the WWE touch on it, and it was perfect. I don't know why they were like, "Oh no, you need to be serious if you're gonna go to the main roster." And they stripped that away from him in this final months on NXT before he won the North American title, and then you know did a couple of programs before they got him ready for the main roster. They should have kept him at that place where he was kind of like the the, the heir apparent to Riddle. How Riddle was kind of used for the comedy segments. He was using big places. He got up into a big program with Randy Orton and RK Bro. They could have used Cameron Grimes in a similar fashion, so that's why I'm higher on Grayson Waller than him. Pretty deadly. It all depends on what they're doing with the tag team division. I think I would be yeah. higher on them if I knew what they were doing with this whole tag team division, because I feel like the tag team division on SmackDown is a lot stronger than it once was, to the point that I think that they need to strip the tag team titles into two that they need to be a tag team title on raw a tag team title on smackdown because smackdown now has pretty deadly and the usos and the oc and lwo they got street profits yeah they got all these different tag teams that they need to do stuff with and if they have a strong division now that they didn't have a few months back
0: uh, I'll give a shout out too, by the way, to Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn. I think Alba is a got future women's champion written all over her. Uh, just you know, needs the opportunity to to grow and get over with the main roster. Isla Dawn has really flourished, uh, you know, from her character standpoint since coming over from the UK. I like them both. Uh, we'll see what they do with the NXT women's tag team titles. Are those are those just going to be main roster titles now? Or are they eventually going to merge with Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez? That's one of the big questions that I have uh for those guys uh moving forward but hopefully we'll see we do get cameron grimes versus baron corbin next week and i agree with you uh sid they didn't give cameron much tonight but he came off kind of like oh shucks i'm just happy to be here you know like the, the his closing line to adam was oh my god is that my first match like dude act like you've been there act like you've been there like it's great to be excited and, and everything like that but it's like he didn't he didn't hide it It's ju- it was just very Man, this is great. I can't believe it. I'm on SmackDown. He just seems starstruck tonight. I don't know if that's the right chord they wanted to strike with him. And they
1: could have played off the whole them both having similar gimmicks. Yeah. A year ago, they had similar gimmicks of they were down on their luck. One was a hillbilly who uh, invested in crypto coin and became a millionaire. And the other was down on his luck, lost, lost all of his money, bum ass Corbin, who got rich in Las Vegas. They could have played off of that in this little segment. And they just now nah, they just said, Oh, you're mystery relevant. Oh, you didn't get picked. No one cares. This is the WWE draft. No one cares. <laughs>
0: Got a few announcements for next week. Roman Reigns will be back. Uh, We got a women's tag team title match that's been set for next week. Lib Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defending against damage control. That's Bailey and Dakota Kai. Uh, We'll see if Io has uh, gold as well. Ozzy with a bold pick says Zelina Vega will be the new champion tomorrow night. That's bold. I don't think so. Uh, Nothing against Zelina. I hope she has a good showing. I thought she had a good showing in the main event uh, tonight here, gentlemen. It was Ray and Zelina versus Dom and Rhea crowd on their feet for this one from the onset we got a nice little sneak peek of the the cat and mouse games that Zelina's going to be playing with Rhea tomorrow night uh ray gets the win uh, by rolling up dom as he was trying to do the three amigos judgment day swarms the ring and then we get the moment we were all waiting for tonight right bad bunnies music hits the roof blows off of the damn joint he comes out there Looking like a freaking badass, just carrying the kendo stick. He's got, he's flanked by LWO. And the underrated moment of all of this for me was as LWO hits the ring and starts fighting off members of Judgment Day. Damian Priest is right here. He does not turn his head, he does not move his eyes. He locks eye contact with Bad Bunny and it never breaks the entire time. He didn't give a crap what was going on around him. He was focused on Bad Bunny. It's just a little thing, but it added so much, so much to that segment tonight. And I'm really looking forward to these two throwing down tomorrow night at uh, at Backlash. But uh, this was a, a hot way to close out, uh, close out the show tonight. I thought. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you said. Dynamite drop in there, Dutch. <laughs> it,
1: it was good. He built it up. He built it up. Nice. That was nice, yeah, Dutch. Built it up. I have nothing. I
2: won't be like Sandy Zane. Hey,
1: I got you, nothing else. You to say. said
2: it all, Rick. <laughs> There's nothing left to say. So
1: I thought the pop. when he
2: rolled out of the ring, you heard those people. They wanted to see it. Don't let no. them see it yet. So. And and you can tell they have. They have flooded that island for the past two weeks with advertisements, radio, TV. I
0: think Damian Priest has been there for like a week straight, easily.
2: Yeah, well, all the TV people, they get interviews. That's a big deal for them. They get to talk to the WWE people, all the radio stations, get to talk all the podcasts. They get to talk to the people. So they took it to the street level, and you saw the turnout. 16,000 people, I think it seats 18 maybe, I don't know how I've heard that before, but he had 16 in there, they have 16 in there tomorrow, so it was a, I think Puerto Rico was very well presented
0: Yeah.
2: on this WWE telecast. No.
1: Did you see the... We Road miss Warrior Pop for, for Bad Bunny. Bad yeah. Bunny's the biggest star in Puerto Rico. How does WWE watch that segment and they don't think this is the main event? This is the main event. And I think yeah. they missed out on a big marketing opportunity. This is the same company that gave us the greatest wrestling match ever. They should have called Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. Should have had posters all over Puerto Rico, like Dutch is saying, saying the battle for Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. They should have they should have called it that. San Juan Street fight the battle of Puerto Rico. Should have.
0: Uh, Steven says that Priest will win tomorrow night.
1: Um That's two I,
0: don't... I don't think so. If this was a straight up one-on-one match, Bad Bunny would get murdered. <laughs> but they made this a San Juan street fight for a reason. This is Bad Bunny's first one-on-one match in WWE. They put him up with Damian Priest because he is somebody that he has chemistry with, somebody that he trusts. And Dutch, for a, for a guy like Bad Bunny in his first one-on-one matchup, making this a street fight is beneficial. It will make it easier for him because there's a lot of bells and and whistles and pomp and circumstance that can, you know, fill up the match. Yeah, you got a lot of starts and stops and all kind of gimmicks
2: you can use and go up under the ring and disappear or drop out of the ceiling or turn the lights out. You can do it. You can do it. You got to utilize all that stuff. I think when the when the final three is counted, I think Bad Bunny will stand. I think that was probably – I mean, he's, he's, he's a big star in Puerto Rico, and so is Damien. Yeah. But I, but I think the baby face goes over this and let the people go home happy. Yeah. Because they got 51 weeks of TV this year if they want to do something else with it, and they, they'll they use that. Um, the old saying in wrestling is let them go home happy. Unless you are really work in the long-term deal, then I think we'll get Bunny's hand in the air. And we got all kind of other guys, the LWO and all
0: that. Yeah, exactly. That I mean. that can float in. With, with the LWO, they outnumber Judgment Day. What five to three? I mean, that that's easy for them to kind of swarm in and and take over. And then all of a sudden, Damian, give me a spot where Damian Priest is standing in the middle of the ring and he's got six dudes surrounding him, and he's just getting his butt whooped. Like, there, Damian does not lose anything by losing a six on one fight that allows Bad Bunny to get a pinfall. Like, he loses nothing from that. But it does, as Dutch said, SP 3 It sends the crowd home happy, and I think that's what we'll get.
1: That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Send the crowd home happy. Do it in the simplest way possible. This should definitely main event the show. And just in case Dutch was a little confused about what's going on in the draft, I want to thank my good friend, Kate from Feifel, because she had this excellent tweet. She said, I don't know why everyone is so confused about the draft. Free agents can work on any brand. People on Raw can also work on any brand. People in SmackDown could also work on any brand. Bianca, Belair, and EO Sky are fighting for the Raw women's title, but going to SmackDown. Aria <laughs> Ripley and, and, and Selena Vega are fighting yeah. for the SmackDown women's title, Aria is on Raw. The NXT Women's Tag Team Champions are on the SmackDown brand. They defended their titles against a team from NXT that is also on Raw. You, you, it's all very simple here. It's it's right in front of you. Just look at it.
2: <laughs> I
0: agree. Stop, just change. Just stop with the brand branded titles, <laughs> and it will go a long way to clearing some shit up.
1: No, you just shouldn't do the draft. It's worked. It's worked for them the past eight months of them just putting people on any show has actually worked for them. So they I shouldn't gotta, have even done the draft.
2: I have a question.
0: Yes. Is Vince back and creative? Um, I'm sure he's got, I don't, I still think Triple H is, is flying the ship until Vince decides he wants to interject every now and again, but no, I don't think it's, I don't think this is all Vince's ideas. There's, there's too many little things that are happening that signify that Triple H is, is steering things. We wouldn't even have a World Heavyweight Championship if Vince was in charge of creative.
2: No, I'm saying though. But does any of this? I think that draft thing that had to have some vents in it somewhere because it's too convoluted.
0: I just I, think it was hastily thrown together. <sighs> they, they they didn't they didn't know what the heck they were. I mean, they announced it pretty quickly, and then. Part, look, it gave like I said they didn't tell us what the rules were before it even started, which makes me they wonder how long rules. exactly. So they, they have any. It gives off the the sense that they didn't know what the hell they were doing when they went into the damn thing. I truly, firmly believe I wrote a whole article for Cage Light Seats about it today. The WWE draft could be something special for WWE if they put the time and effort into it. They just don't seem to do that every year. It's like, oh crap, the draft's coming up. What do we do? It's like. Does nobody watch the NFL and WWE? Are there football fans there? There's a lot you could take from that and really play into it and make it better than what it was. And they just don't do it every year. I feel like I write the same damn article. I think it's everything that both of y'all are saying. Plus
1: it's the fact that I think the fact that I'll say another one, it's another secret for everyone. The Bloodline storyline is not going so well since WrestleMania, so more of the faults of Triple H's booking is standing out a little bit more. Because he's had had the freaking—it's like the Titanic was going down, and the black band was there to play the music, and that was the distraction. The black band was a Samoan band named the Bloodline, and you didn't realize that. Everything else around it Was not very good You were just distracted by how great that band was So I think that's (laughs) what happened And now the band is just Slowing down, they're not playing as well They're kind of just doing The same song over and over again So now you're realizing Like, oh man the whole ship is going down. Oh, man, there's a burning fire over here. Like, it's like it's standing out a little bit more. That's really? what I think it
0: is. Oh, damn, this water's cold. <laughs> <laughs> 28 <laughs> degrees. Oh, my God. It's funny, though. The ship may be on fire and it may be going down. I find myself enjoying the television much better still with Triple H and Charge than I did with Vince in his final months. So, again, you not enjoy, a high did bar. Did you
2: enjoy tonight not knowing the rules?
0: I... I've dived into it, so I know what they're... I kind of figured out what they're doing, but it'd be oh, nice if the they actually said it. It would be great if they said it on television. Uh, Gerald Hicks saying, if someone from SmackDown wins a world title, it gets moved to SmackDown. I don't think that's happening. The world title's not moving to SmackDown. The superstar would move over to Monday Night Raw uh, is what they would do, but it doesn't matter. Somebody from Raw, probably Seth Rollins, uh, is, uh, is winning that. All right, gentlemen, any closing thoughts? What nope. you got going
2: on? I'm still just as confused as I was when it started. And I'm I'm sure the people that listen tonight, I think we kind of kind of confused them more. I mean, that's what and we're hearing. Listen it. to me when you, they talk about a draft, because I don't know what the hell happened. I'm glad we, next week they get that out of the way, and then we'll start.
0: Well, next week is supposed to be the first firm night that, you know, the draft is in place, and, you know, SmackDown's going to be fighting for a Raw championship. so. Everything, Good. everything makes sense. SP three, what you got going on in the True Hill Heat YouTube channel this weekend? True Hill
1: Heat two twenty four tomorrow eleven o five a.m. Eastern Time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, special guest Dedrin Cologne. We're gonna be discussing this weekend wrestling, AEW, All In with the big ticket sales. Can they actually sell out Wembley Stadium? We'll be yes. talking about that. We'll be talking about WWE Backlash, all the great stuff from this past week. So. Check it out on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And thanks to everyone who's subscribed already. We just hit six thousand subscribers. So we appreciate that. And yeah. How many you got? Six thousand. Oh good. Hey,
2: you can go you can go to my YouTube channel, guys. Storytime
0: for Dutch.
1: I've been hearing good things. I heard you had Kenny Bolin. Oh yeah. Almost three hours with that guy.
0: I knew it. I knew it was gonna be something like that. I he's, knew it. He's too. And much. it
2: probably felt all of eight hours. Oh, I mean the guy, he is, he is hilarious. I got eighty six thousand subscribers, so that's good. Storytime time Dutch on YouTube. Check it out and subscribe, everybody.
0: Kyle Lee, last comment. I'm confused about Bianca because if they switch the belts, it'll mess up her reign like they did with Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. That, that, yes. They're they're going to end Bianca's title run on a belt swap. I hate everything. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya.